You're listening to a message from Christian Believers United. CBU equips God's people for ministry through offering spirit-empowered Bible teaching conferences and retreats. Please visit us online at www.cbu.org to learn more about how you can be involved. While you're there, be sure to browse our online library of sermons to find more relevant Bible-based teaching. In the meantime, enjoy this message, and we look forward to seeing you at a conference or seminar soon. The, the wise farmer said, you don't learn much from the second kick of the mule. <laughs> and so for you to come back, I realize you didn't learn much last night. Um, I feel deeply that we're in serious transition time. Um, Pastor Jim LaFoon this morning was deeply meaningful to me, and all of his points were, I think, very, very beautiful when he said he's looking for a dark period, a year and a half of darkness, and then light and resurrection. I thought, man, may it be so. Um, what I want to do, if you, if you would allow me, is to um, try to help you see what I see. I'm not prophetic, I am a seer. I can see things and everybody thinks I have them home in my garage. <laughs> but I don't, it's what I can see. It gets me in trouble, and um, part of my complication is I see things often too far ahead. One step ahead, you're a leader. Two steps ahead, you're a heretic. <laughs> so trying to keep all this in perspective, now tomorrow morning, I am going to try, if I can, to set the, this thing in a, in a real uh, overall picture. I, if I, well, I don't want to go into all that, but l let me explain to you, and most of you, or some of you would know this. Yeah, that would help. Is that going to be a little more audio? That, I don't want to project so much, and I will not be Pentecostal. It will be all right. <laughs> um, oh, yes, thank you. That's very helpful. There's a, there are several kinds of meetings, devotional, meeting needs, deliverance, prophetic. But there's a kind of a meeting that is called a proceeding word. It's where the Lord takes us certain times and tries to explain to us how do we proceed from here? Where do we go? How do we make it happen? What is changing? What, what should we do differently? What do we need to adjust? And so I, I, I encountered that last night and your reception was very, very warm, very uh, meaningful to me. 
I think the day has been rich and rewarding, and um, I'm, I'm just trusting God tonight that I can uh, help you see something, and then I'm going to identify it right now, and then we'll open this thing and, and try to reinforce what it is that is, is, is heavy on my heart. Um, I like the word ineffable. Do you know what that word means? Ineffable? It means hard to explain or complicated to understand. It literally means it's very difficult to explain. And as I sat there tonight in the worship, a thousand things came to my mind that I wanted to tell you. Um, and so sorting that and keeping myself on track is, 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 is very, very important. Um, in order to hear a, a, a proceeding word, we need to be childlike. Not childish, but childlike. One of the things that is very, very complicated in our walk with God is when we think we got it made. Help me over this one, Lord, and I'll get over the next one myself. No, doesn't work like that. It's a very childlike dependence. When I was working on this this afternoon, I said, Lord, help me to summarize what it is I'm trying to say. I've never done this before. This is, this is all new to me in some ways. I'm, I'm, I feel like I came carrying this for us as a people and for whoever will listen to it from here. And so I said to the Lord, would you allow me, would you help me to summarize what it is that I'm trying to say? Now, last night, you heard me say repeatedly a proper response. How do we give God in any crisis a proper response? It's not too complicated. But we've never been taught how to do that. Actually, I could, I could put that in the category of another skill. Learning a proper response in every life lab, in every circumstance. Father, God the Father, is looking to you a proper response from you to him. And so I, I'm working through this this afternoon. And then I thought I heard the Lord say these words, and it was very tender to me. And we were singing, God calls me a friend. Man, I would like to teach on that. Because you should see how the Greek opens that. It's very beautiful. But listen to what I want to say to you now. The reward for your learning to give God a proper response is God himself. 
all the while, God is seeking to reveal himself through the veil. Old Testament veil, the veil of his flesh. Remember on the mount when his flesh was transformed? It's a veil. The Father's wanting to drop the veil and reveal himself to us. Now, that for him to do that for us is very dependent on our giving him a proper response in given situations. When we fail to do that, we just live. We don't live and learn. The ability to, to interpret a given situation and say to ourselves, what does Father want from me out of this? Does that make sense to you? Am I, am I talking to the right people? <laughs> what does Father want from me in this? Now, nothing touches your life that doesn't pass through the sovereign hand of God. Do you believe that? Yes. Nothing touches your life that doesn't come through the sovereign hand of God. Now, if God is my reward... And, and, and my responses, I'm now learning to give God the proper responses in, in, in a, any given situation. It can be the most um, minimal to the most maxi. All of us are aware that life is made up of mini sagas and maxi sagas. And when the maxi saga comes, we learn how to do that, and that was that was Jim uh, uh, Lafoon's pressure. He said, "If you don't learn how, if you miss the day of your preparation, could I have some water, please, Jim? If you miss the day of your preparation, then in the time of the crisis, we we don't know how to respond." Now, I wouldn't dare ask anyone here, whoever. How many of us have been in a crisis that we didn't respond properly? <laughs> the, the, the room would empty, all right? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm coming up. Are we ready? Yes. Now, here we go. Now, I may skip some of these because as I got to it, I thought, this is so complicated and so obtruse and so much content, nobody will understand it. That's right. What I'm asking you, just be childlike. Allow me to walk through this with you and, and watch the Lord open it to you. If you don't understand it all, it's okay. But what will happen, I will, we were making the PowerPoints available to you, the tape is available to you, so that if this, is, if this is something that's really touching you where you live, you would be able to go back over it and think, yes, I see it, mm, I got it, until this is, this is making sense to us. All right, here we go. And this is Hebrews 12, and a very, very critical thing for this conference. Now this expression, yet once more, indicates that final 
removal and transformation of all that can be shaken, that is, of that which has been humanly created, in order that what cannot be shaken may remain and continue. Now, I have written in there my word deconstruction. I'll explain that to you. It's not complicated. Do you see what we've got? We've got an unshakable kingdom. Now, the unshakable kingdom is the result of our giving Father the right responses when he is shaking up the things that we have held on to so tight. Could you picture with me um, how old is your son here? How old is he? Fifteen months. Huh? Fifteen months. Fifteen months. Perfect. <laughs> and he found a razor blade on the floor. And mother and dad sees him waving this razor blade around. Mother says, what's his name? Jamie. Huh? Chasey? Jamie. Jamie. Okay. I don't I can't hear that, all right? But why? He's waving the razor blade and and now father and mother has gotta figure out how to get that off him before he really hurts himself, hurts somebody else. Now, in order to do that, how how many here recognize we cleanse the stuff that hurts us. Are you there? We have some kind of unusual attachment to the shiny, beautiful thing that is keeping us from knowing Him. And now Father does a lot of ways. He, he bribes you. He loves you. He threatens you, he cajoles you. Sometimes he gets you on the floor and takes it away from you. Why? Tell me why. Because he loves you eternally. His love is a jealous for, not jealous of. He's jealous for us. And he calls us to himself continually appealing, walking and in, in and everything that he knows, all the, the things we said last night, the means of grace he's provided for us. Now here we go, watch. Do you see what we have? Right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Come back for one minute. A removal and transformation. How many can see right now that our nation is about to go through a transformation? Please hear me. Global transformation. Don't miss it. 
Now, I'm not talking to children here. I'm talking to adults that are childlike. And I'm asking you to think and feel and seek to understand what I'm reaching for. Now, what has to be removed is unreality. For what purpose? So that reality can take its place. He removes the unreality in order for us to be filled with reality. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the person of Christ. Filled with the principles of the kingdom. So now more and more we are being filled to fullness. Beautiful, scriptural, beautiful word. All right, here we go now. Let's go. Now we'll come back to that, I think. Fruit. Now this is what I'm after, and I'll show you where. See that word epistemology? I know another big word. It's delicatessen. <laughs> but don't let the word throw you. The word means, how do we know that we know how do I know that I really am a Christian? How do I know the Bible is real? How do I know? We, we need a conference on that for, for God's people. We really do. This epistemological fruit is the only biblical evidence. There isn't any other. Fruit is the, the thing that Father is reaching for because as you as you give yourself to the proper response, fruit appears on the vine. Fruit is kingdom is purely supernatural. How many know to have joy in the midst of a crisis is supernatural? God? Now, when you see that, you know, and we'll, I'll illustrate that in a moment. Come on. Next one. Fruit is the solid, solitary biblical evidence that the eternal seed. Now, how is the kingdom brought? It's, it's like this. The new birth. Boom! All of us know you can't be a little bit pregnant. <laughs> When the eternal seed, when you were impregnated with the kingdom, you were impregnated with the real thing. And that seed is designed to bring forth fruit after its kind. Fruit cannot and does not come into fruitfulness without or apart from the eternal seed. Who is the eternal seed? Come on. Jesus Christ incarnate. Dead, buried, resurrected, and now is in a, he gives himself to us in seed form. Now if you catch that, you'll understand difference between godly and, and the thing we were working with last night, right? Spiritual fruit. But the apostles depended upon fruit. Now watch this. By this we know 
is used 36 times in 1st John. Now, you remember reading 1st John. Oh, I, that's where I first learned to read Greek was in 1st John. And I thought, what is this word all the time, 36 times? By this we know, this we know, this we know. Now, what John was wrestling with was all the strange religion, all the strange talk, and he wanted to know, how do we know that we are ready for crisis? How do we know that we are involved in that which is real versus all the strange voices? This is? All right, here we go. Evidence is established by bringing forth fruit after its kind. The, the evidence is, <clears throat> oh Lord, help me now. When I am kind, when I want to be, burn your biscuit. <laughs> How many can see something supernatural in that? Oh, yeah. It's supernatural. That's what John is waiting for, looking for. He's looking for you and me to live and act and conduct ourselves in a supernatural way in a natural world. He said, when you do that, you're touching the real thing. That's a kingdom. After the reception of the eternal seed in John 1.12, as many as received him, fruit is then made to be the priority. 30, 60, 100. My, we need, we, 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 we need to examine that. Next one. Now watch. This is Jesus. When, when I, was, I was teaching in San Quentin about four years, and boy, I learned a lot from those inmates, man. One of the things I learned from them was, I don't need to hold that, do I? I was getting exhausted here. <laughs> they would say to me, Bob, we know what you're saying, but what do the man say? <laughs> you know what they were asking? What do the red letters say? They all had red letter with Jesus saying. They want to know what does the man say? All the rest of that stuff's good, but what did the man say? This is what the man said. The man says what? Say it with me. Come on. Well, this gets this gets down to where it is. All right, here we go. We're going. To, I got to get to that. I don't want this to be burdensome to you. I want something to happen to you that allows you to say, Father God, I determined to give you the right response, whatever it costs me. Well, kingdom fruit seems to resist appearing on the line when ownership rather than stewardship prevails. How many of you know what happened to some of the gifts of the Spirit during the charismatic renewal? We own them. And when, they own, when we own them, they dried up. No, you just steward them. 
You steward the gifts, you steward the fruit, you steward the kingdom, you don't own it. Right. There's a lot I'd like to say about that. God. It's only in the abiding mode that fruit appears. God. <coughs> uh oh, I want to give you this. If you would take a moment and write these letters NMRM. This is from Oswald Chambers. Oswald Chambers helped me to understand this more clearly than anyone. NNRM, a non-negotiable right to myself. Most helpful, the way he stated it as, has absolutely transformed my understanding. Non-negotiable right to myself, including non-negotiable to God. How many here have ever said no to God? Come on, put your hand up. It'll encourage the rest of us. But right? I never have. Right, come on, now what? Let's see. Now, the non-negotiable right to myself causes spiritual fruit to wither. Now, careful, careful, I'm after you, and you've got to hear me. When my fruit withers, I become a hypocrite. And I say, hi, praise God, that's a charismatic day. <laughs> false smile, false words, false person, a hypocrite. When you lose your authenticity, I can explain that. I wish you could. Maybe I'll do it in the morning. Here we go. The insatiable, unending religious thought. Don't listen to words. Watch their feet. Where do they go? What do they do? How do they write their check? It's, 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 this is, this is authenticity, boys and girls. And I'm telling you, as we move into the crisis that is already happening, this is be very, very important. Learn to watch people's feet. You could wash them too, but watch them first, all right? Here we go. When we walk intentionally on the agape road, fruit appears. This is how I'm going to try to show you how this thing works, which is if I am giving God proper response, fruit, he is the response to that, and my reward is God himself. And I'm beginning to develop an authentic, working, functional, abiding relationship with God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Here we go. Shadow does not bring inward change. How many here, now this is important, how many here recognize how hard it is to change? Do you? Man, it's... Listen, if change was easy, I would be saint and probably the Pope. <laughs> but man, oh, 
inward change. That's why it is the evidence of touching the real thing. Inward change is supernatural. When your responses begin and they're real, you begin to see something of reality. Here we go. Shadow is corruption that invades the system. Individualism demands that all be centered on me now. I hope I don't sound critical because I'm not. I really am not. But many, many expressions of Christianity are designed for you now. More and more, the church is built on Starbucks and childcare. Do you serve Starbucks and do you have childcare? Well, don't matter the doctrine, don't matter what you're teaching. We, we just want to come because we like it here. Me now. Me now moves to it becomes we now. And out of that comes pressure, voices, and coercion, and all kinds of stuff. I hear you. Identification of unreality, which is subjected to displacement, deconstruction, and replacement by spiritual fruit and reality. Oh, help me, Father. Help me. Deconstruction. When Father sees in me that which is built incorrectly, when he sees me holding things that aren't true, what has he got to do? He has to reveal himself to me in such a way that I let the old one go, take hold of the new one. No, let it go. No, I won't let it go. Lord said, come on now, I'm going to break every bone in your body. <laughs> oh, I got the message already. Because the implications, now listen, I'm expressing to you eternal kingdom values. You can be saved and hold on to it. You can go to heaven and hold on to it. You cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit and move into all that your heart comes for if we don't find us. All right, here we go. Oh. Are we as a nation approaching deconstruction? Do you think the church itself is facing deconstruction? Please hear that. That's not my agenda. I didn't do that. This is this is this is so so critical. All right, here we go. Go. Uh, oh, negative global events are inevitable. You're going to see a global economy. We're going to see aspects of globalism that is pretty scary. One world order, all the stuff that we wrestle with. All right, here we go. 
We urgently need to be mentored with a kingdom skill of becoming a father picture, which is the ultimate route to spiritual reality and its abiding prison. When I say to the father, I want to please you, that releases him to reveal the weirdness that's in me. How many of you know, I stand at the door, come on, why? He wants to come into you, into your world. Oh, help me, Lord. We say to the Lord, I want to know you. His response is, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. I don't know how many times the Lord has said that to me. And I've been... Because he is waiting for me to what? He's asking for entrance. But I, I know as I give him entrance... He identifies things that are unreal. I know it's not in your life, but in mine that works that way. All right, here we go. Only the strength of the Father Pleaser can carry us through the emerging deconstruction because I will, I will open, I think I can posture us in the morning in the most healthy way and, and you'll be free and open and healthy to, to, to engage life. We're not afraid of life. We are not afraid of life. All right, here we go. A father pleaser understands fission and fusion and quantum and universe and mystery. These are all aspects of the kingdom that are, that are now being brought into, the, into our thinking. We've never heard those concepts before. How many recognize we are now in a new learning curve? Do you really? Are you, are you aware that that's what is happening? Here we go. The entire process can be engaged by two words. Self-absorption, self-expenditure. Now, I introduced those to you last night with deep care. I wanted you to see that. I did this in a leadership conference. You should have seen the leaders pull out their notebooks and start making notes. Self-absorption, self-expenditure. Next. Self-absorption is unreality. Being identified, displaced by self-expenditure, which is ultimate kingdom reality. That is deconstruction, Father. Must. He has to. He loves you such. Somebody said, well, the Lord loves me just like I am. That's what the church is preaching. I say, yes, he does. But he will not leave you like that. That is the implications of his wanting to bring you into all his purpose. All right, next one. Our present ability to understand and explain is now predicted by a sea change. And a sea change means everything we know is changing. 
sometimes in my perspective as 80 years and several in here are 80 years old, saw the perspective that I see in all those years. Here we go. I wish you could read this for me. In fact, let's do it.
And now I'm starting to give her. What am I giving her? That couple of proper love. Proper responses. I am now learning to give her proper responses. Are they costly? Yes. Whoa. Are they fun? No. no. <laughs> I, didn't, I thought I was going to trap you that time. No, they're not fun. But the fruit begins to appear. And I thought, oh my God, I've got to tell somebody about this. And you're the first one. <laughs> wow. Self-expenditure is a solitary antidote of the serpent's poison. This is what turns shadow into substance, unreality into reality. It's the entire redemptive act is seen in the kingdom meta-narrative. Now, I didn't know whether to do this, and I thought, yes, I'm going to do it because it'll start introducing you to something bigger than yourself. Here we go. This is a meta-narrative. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's good. The next one, that's it. Hold right there. A meta-narrative is an understanding of life that's as big as life itself. This meta-narrative goes from garden to garden. That's the kingdom. Go. A kingdom governmental ruling authority over the earth. Now what? Go. Garden to garden to garden. Garden of Eden, Garden of Gethsemane, Garden of, of the Tree of Life in Revelation. Garden is one man. In the garden there's one man. In this garden there's one man. Who is he? Huh? I didn't hear it. All right, let's look. Who is he? Right here. Or not? Jew and Gentile. One new man. Ephesians 2, 15. One new man. Now, this is, this is designed to give you vision for something bigger than your little puddle. What, you, what God is calling me and us to is, is a kingdom understanding and it calls us out of our little bubble into his Niagara Falls. <laughs> One more. Oh. Oh, up here. I'm sorry. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses. Isn't that amazing? All transitional man. Christian, Jew, and Muslim are all sons of Abraham. How many know there's some excitement coming in the Muslim world? I got an email Wednesday from a man I trust. He said, in a small village north of Iran, Jesus appeared to a 14-year-old. While he's standing 
Jesus, the, the person of Jesus standing there. The whole community, the small village, all came out. The whole village saw Jesus together at one time. I said, come on, Jesus. Now listen, I'm calling you out of your little love. I'm calling you to give God a right response. There's something happening here more than, bigger than, other than what we've been dealing with. All right, here we go. Walking in a doctrine. Our focus must include more of the relational objective in the New Testament that they may become one and walk in a doctrine and imitate God. I said it last night. I'll say it again. I'm asking you, me, us, to learn not to walk doctrinally. As a pastor, I put people out of my church that didn't agree with our doctrine. I agree with If I knew where they were, I would go find them. Now I don't even believe that doctrine anymore. <laughs> this is what I'm asking. That we walk in about love first. Then figure it out later. I could tell war stories about this, and these are documented, it's not just rumor. I don't think we do it tonight, but here, here we are. How many here are aware that the Muslim world is going to be impacted by one force? What is it? God's agape. The sheer manifestation of God's love. And it's happening. Okay. Careful. Sincerity. This is a false premise. But I'm sincere. Must be true. Now, doesn't make it true that we hold in this room some strange ideas is self-evident. If I could talk to each one of us individually, we'd be amazed some of the ideas that we all hold. Weird, strange, wonderful things. One of them is that the apostles were wives of the, the, the epistles were wives of the apostles. <laughs> <laughs> Only the kingdom process of removing, washing, changing it, uh, all that is man-made and created is the exchange from unreality to kingdom reality. Carefully examine this statement can serve us in human suffering because we really do need to have a word for people that are hurting. We need to have a word for people that are hurting. Okay, here we go. The actual functional process looks like this. Proper response has already been identified. There they are. Love, joy, peace. Now that 
When you say to the Lord, in this situation, Father, I'm giving you the thing you're asking for. And even if I don't know what it is, I will in a few days. I don't identify immediately what's going on. All right, here we go. Sovereignly and providentially. Oh, I can't do that tonight. I just can't. There's the three Hebrew children. The end result is maturity. Biblically defined as the emergence and epistemological evidence of the fruit of the Spirit. The, the nature of God has come through Christ into me. Now it is incarnate in me and manifested to the world. The earth shall be filled with his glory. glory. 
The process I am describing to you, it's elementary. I've never tried it before, but it is real and biblical. Fruit bearing is progressive and iterative. I'd like to introduce you to this word, iterative. Anybody help me with that? Iterative means very simply, you can't do anything right the first time. Let me reiterate. <laughs> How many know? It, it, it's the most wonderful thing in the world. No condemnation in reiteration. I said, Lord, I missed it that time. He said, well, wait a couple of days. It'll be back around. <laughs> How many of you have watched the Lord bring you to the same situation over and over again? And until finally you say, okay, what is this all about here? All right, here we go now. Ah, we choose agape. <coughs> That's my choice. I choose gentleness. Here's what I discovered. We're always hard when we should be gentle, and gentle when we should be hard. It's a strange thing. That's, that's the fall of nature. Pick any one of them. Faithfulness. Goodness. Oh, man. Those are all expressions of God's own DNA. And he has brought them into your life by the person of Christ and wants those to be revealed to the world. Next. At the time of more serious conflict, we have been given authority. Jim was ministering that this morning in prophecy. It's part of our inheritance is to learn how to use the authority. All right, next. The result of externalizing of his name and nature, which is glory revealed in the earth. Now, here we go. Oh, I forgot about this one. <laughs> what is RPJ? Righteousness, peace, joy. What is the definition of the kingdom? Righteousness, peace, joy. You want to learn these. These are part of your vocabulary from now on. RPJ. Next. RPJ yields a kind of personal neatness. You predictable. People know where you are. Chaos and confusion is driven out of you. Righteousness, peace, joy. Righteousness, peace, joy produces mental wholeness and balance. Remember the scripture, men's hearts failing them for fear. <coughs> Displaces and corrects emotional distraction, distortion and imbalance. These are, I know this is heavy, and I, I appreciate your, your maturity and your ability to hang in there.
think I am delivering Father's heart to you. I really do. Important aspect of this that all nine fruit of the Spirit are reiterated. I don't get them the first time. I really don't. I, they are progressive. And I thought, oh, man, I missed that one. And, and, and when you do that, you come to this thing called self-control. I was going to do more of that. Here we go. Each and all of the nine are simply aspects and character and personality of our Lord Jesus being imparted and cultivated in the believer. By their fruit, come on, you shall know them. Now we're starting to understand a kingdom understanding of how the New Testament works. All right, we go. The end result is transforming us into the image of Jesus Christ. Did you hear Jim this morning say, Jesus stood unmoved in the conflict? I heard that maybe clearer than I've ever heard it in my life, because he was he was setting it into this context. Here we go. All nine of the fruit opens new channels, cleanses the channels that are there. I did that last night. I felt I needed to re-emphasize it for you tonight. Okay? All nine of the fruit are the, the, oh, failure or refusal to choose the kingdom alternative literally obstructs the flow and life of the spirit within you. There's a difference between a dry season and hypocrisy. Fake it till you make it. That's serious now as it emerges in the body of Christ across our nation. All right, here we go. Embracing the nine fruit gives us Father's approbation. Now, that's a word that's been lost in America too. Approbation meaning Father expressing his delight. This is my beloved son, come on, in whom I am well pleased. What is, what is a soldier given when he risks his life? Approbation. Well done. Isn't that amazing? So that is very, very important. All right, go. Now we've come. That's two PowerPoints, and I want you to hear these with me. I have been working at this for five years, maybe. And I don't want to be emotional about it. As a human being, we are capable of responding to the authority that is external to ourselves. Now, I'm calling you to account. What I think has happened in the body of Christ is, oh, let Jesus take care of it. Jesus will take care of it. I'm forgiven. Hear me. Repeated forgiveness is not growth. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's tight. That's tight, man. That's good news. Yes. Sorry. Listen to 
Second one, we are also humanly responsible. Man, I have, I, if I can't tell you how I have labored to try to get that identified. We are humanly responsible to some degree for our choices made over our own body. And I think that whatever we've taught people have released them both from their capability and their responsibility. <clears throat> These two factors are aspects of the free will. What does Father ask for? Come on. Say. He said, I want your love in all four of those categories. That's the proper choice and the proper response. Heart, soul, mind. That means finances, talents, and everything. Popper response then is a solitary route to freedom. <coughs> I believe in deliverance with all my heart. I work with Derek in deliverance ministry, which challenged me to my roots. I've seen some pretty hairy deals. <laughs> Very real. But you know what scared me? Same people getting delivered. Over and over and over. Yes. I said something's wrong with this picture. We are free to choose. I can swim, walk, If I once I choose it, well, I am free. Now this is scary. And and this conference was designed to prepare you for the crisis that's emerging. So I don't spare you. You are free to make your choice. But how many of us have lived long enough to know you don't, you're not free to choose the consequences of that choice? Dad, I'm going to marry him. I don't care what you say. Last one. This is identified as sowing and reaping. 
I'm going to make final point, and then you have to deal with this one. When Jesus, no, when Paul says in Romans, God uses all things to conform us to his image. How many here believe he also uses failure? Does he use our sin? You sure? Oh, Somebody said, well, God doesn't forgive intentional sins. I never knew any other kind. <laughs> When I choose to do it, oh man! Now here's what I here's what I'm reaching for. I believe I have the mind of the Lord. No music, nothing. I just want you to say, Bob, I hear you, man. And by God's grace and in His name. <laughs> I'm going to start giving God the Father a right response. And if you do that, I want you to stand there. Just one, just one at a time. Come on. Oh, man. Yes, that's right. You see where we are? He said to the Lord, I would like to teach this and then give an exam on how much they heard. And Lord said, no, nah, you teach it, I'll give the exam. <laughs> I, think, I think the Lord has sent us on a route, actual route. I'm testing. I look at you, look at me right now. Just look at me. I want God to fix you in my memory. Now I will pray for you, believe God with you. Write to CBU and let us know what's going on. Testify to what God's doing. Take Bob, for the first time, I entered the crisis found out what the situation was, walked out at the other side in three days. Come on. Now it's two days. Now it's three days. Now one day. Now it's 30 minutes. Whoa. I thought, I'm, I'm touching this thing. God, my Father, you told me this afternoon that you were the reward for those that would respond to you in this way. Now, Father, I call you to attention that you see these who have stood in your presence, Father, and that each one of them would be recorded in your memory and your thinking, and you would reveal yourself to them in new 
exciting ways that they would testify, externalize your glory in the earth. The wife would know, the husband would know, the children know, the parents know. Do this, Father. Show us how this thing works, Lord. Show us how it works, Father. Until we are able to choose you continually, almost without thought. We ask it in Christ's name. And everyone said what? Yeah. What I'd like to do, I would like to sing one song with you, if you would. Um, I don't think, if I started, you'll be sorry. <laughs> But somebody help me. I stand, I stand. <laughs>